not understand the scriptures. Amen. The scriptures uh, is not clear to him. He does not understand the scriptures. Can I tell you something? If you can't understand the scriptures, then you and I got a problem. See, understanding the scriptures, but then applying the scriptures is really where the key is, right? Go to 2 Corinthians, and I want, I want to show you something else about the natural man, and then we'll get into the spiritual man. But the natural man is blindfolded. Or if you would, he's blind. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 3. And, and what does it say? Uh-huh. It is veiled to those who are what? Perishing. All right? That word veiled simply means covered, blindfolded. Right? So the natural man, he has a problem. He is spiritually dead, yet he's physically alive. And so his focus, therefore, is on what? Physical things. All right? He has no concern about the spiritual, spiritual things because he is excluded from it. Come on, help me somebody. All right? And, and, and I know you're saying, well, that's not me. Praise God that's not you. How many, how many of you do remember, though, when you were blindfolded? Come on, anybody remember when you were blindfolded? You, you see, here's Satan's strategy. Satan wants to make coming to church an event that we do to make ourselves feel better. Lord have mercy. He doesn't want us to make the event that we come to church to learn, <laughs> to grow, to develop, to mature. He wants to keep us, amen, yoked up to emotion and experience. Because emotion and experience doesn't change you. It is the application of the word that changes us. Do I have anybody? Thank you, Holy Spirit, tonight. He says in verse 4, in whose case the God of this world. Hold on a second minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. He says the who? The God of this world. Who is the God of this world? Satan. Now, let me explain this to you. We are in Bible study. Satan has been given authority. Listen to the word. Authority has been handed over to him to rule over this world. Okay? So, so in other words, he is the God of the world, but he's still under the what? Supervision of God. Does that make sense? So, in other words, God allowed Satan to rule this world because when Adam and Eve sinned, the, the world fell into sin. 
So, so God now has handed this over to Satan. How's that working out? Disease, disaster, destructions. Come on, y'all. Anything that Satan put his hands on, he breaks it. Amen. Including every person that's born into this world until they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So in other words, we were dead men and women and children walking because the condition that we were in before, we were all natural people. Y'all follow me? Check this out. Check this out. He says the God of this world has what? Blinded the minds. Come on now. Listen, it's so crazy how people want to magnify Satan and Satan is the one jugging their eyes out. <laughs> I'm putting it that way. You understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 why would you serve someone who keeps you in the blind? Just kind of like, why would you be with someone who keeps you in the blind? Come on, somebody. Why would you hang out with somebody who will keep you in the blind all the time? Come on now. And we, we magnify Satan's kingdom, right? But, but he says he, he blinds what? The God of this world has blinded the minds of who? Unbelievers so that they may not see the light of the gospel. So let me tell you something about the gospel. There's the power of the gospel. And then there's the light of the gospel. The light shines in darkness. We were all in the same condition. The reason why I want you to know the difference between the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal man is that you need to know who you are. And your identity in Christ really helps you to overcome anything that you face in this life, especially if you know who you are. But oftentimes, saints, it's amazing when stuff hits the fan, how we respond. Hmm. Look what it says. He has blinded the mind. Look at, look at this. Look at this. So that they may not see the what? The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is in the image of who? Of God. And Paul says in verse 5, he says, For we do not preach. Let me tell you something real quick. There's a gospel out here, and it's the gospel of self. And there are a lot of preachers who are preaching the God, look at me and you can get it. If you do what I do, you can get the same thing that I got. I beg to differ. Paul says, I ain't preaching to me. See, he's, he's writing to the Corinthian church, right? Let me tell you about the Corinthian church, okay? They were, in essence, a carnal church. They were saved, and I'll get to carnality next week, but they were carnal so they were always thinking about what? A carnal person only focuses on the flesh. How to, how to, 
please the flesh. Paul says, we didn't preach ourselves. He says, look, he says, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ as Lord. See, here's the thing you got to know about, about a spiritual person. Christ is Lord over his life or her life. All right? But Satan has blindfolded those who don't know Christ. Amen? And he keeps them in a condition or in a position, amen, where they are constantly trying but never achieving anything. Remember what I told you last week, the natural man has a self-directed life. Christ is not on the throne. He's on the man. That person's on the throne of that. I can do this by myself. I don't need nobody. It's my life. You know what I mean? I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. We all need some. I always say, if you don't want no advice or if you don't want nobody to tell you what to do, something is wrong. Because you don't know everything. We don't know everything. Am I right about that? Right? So whenever you come to a place of humility where you can receive and then change, then you realize what kind of person you are. May I ask you a question? What kind of person are you? Are you natural? Are you spiritual? Or are you carnal? Well, let's look at the differences now. Let's look at the spiritual man. The spiritual man, number one, he's born again. That's the key. Key to the, the key to the, to this whole picture of the, of the, of the, the spiritual man, the one, one thing that you need to know about every person that calls themselves spiritual, they are born again. Not of the flesh, but of the spirit. All right, go to Galatians chapter 3. Go eat popcorn. That's how you get it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Amen. Galatians chapter 3. And um, verse 26. I'm saying to myself, you know, a lot of people say, well, I am a, I am a, I am a, I am a spiritual person. You ever hear that? Huh? Um, you ever hear that? You ever people say I'm spiritual? You ever people say, what's their idea of that? Tell, tell me what their idea of that is. Right? So they take something from every religion, New Age, right? And they mix it together and they say, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm a spiritual person. Anybody else? Spiritual. People say, I'm, I'm spiritual. <laughs> I go to church. I got a Bible. Hmm? Oh, TV, you don't forget YouTube. 
Don't forget Instagram. Don't forget TikTok. Those little devotionals. That's where they they get there. And and look, I'm not I'm not throwing shade on those who are trying to get hits. I, I ain't I ain't throwing no shade like that. But what I am saying is, you got to make sure that what you are reposting is correct. You know what I'm saying? You know, because because a lot of times that stuff is not rooted in anything. And what the Satan what Satan wants to do of the natural man, right? And the natural man will make you think, well, I'm spiritual. I don't go to oh, here it is. I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual. Ah. Especially if they're trying to date. I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual, girl. I'm spiritual. I know God. Which God? The God of this world? <laughs> He'll blind you. He'll make you think that you're spiritual when you're not. But the first prerequisite for a spiritual person, he must be what? Born again. Won't somebody read for me? Let's read right there. Verse... Um, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, but let's back up to verse 23. But before faith came, before faith came, we what? We were kept to what? Under the law. All right? Being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. In other words, we were under the law. Okay? The law is the Ten Commandments. We were, we were shut up. We were locked up to the law. The law is really what was our judge till Christ came. And he fulfilled the law, and now we are under grace. So the law applies only to unbelievers, not believers. You understand? So therefore, you know, certain things we don't have to do. We don't have to sacrifice goats and and, and, and bulls and, and lambs and that kind of stuff for our sins. But what we are now, because Christ has done it, we are free. Free to live. Come on, somebody. Free to live this Christian life. But a lot of people that call themselves, we're going to clear up this spiritual thing real quick tonight. Get a good understanding of what it means to be spiritual. Spiritual person is no longer locked up on in custody under the law, but is free. Come on, y'all. That should be good news. I'm going to say it one more time. You're free. Thank God I'm free. Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, verse 24, is that where I'm at? Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ. See that? So that we may be justified by what? But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a what? Tutor. You know what, he's mean? You know what he means? He means that the law was teaching us about righteousness until Christ came. How to live righteously. You understand what I'm saying? Before we came to Christ, for instance, how does a person know not that stealing is wrong? How does a person know that lying is wrong? 
Well, the law says thou should not what? Lie. <laughs> so he was paying attention in class. Got to pay attention in class. Right? Watch this. How do we know not to steal? Thou should not what? Steal. How did we come up with that? How did that all come about? Believe it or not, we operate according to God's law. But he says the law was a tutor teaching us how to be righteous but without Christ. But that righteousness doesn't last long. Righteousness apart from Christ only lasts a week. For real, we be right for about a good week. And then we go right back to being what? To doing the same thing, and we're back under the law. That's, that's for the unbeliever. But for us, the law is a tutor. Watch this. For you are all what? Sons of God through what? Faith in what? In Christ Jesus. And you and I have to realize that without, we, we are to be born again. And when we are born again, through faith in Christ, that automatically puts you positionally in a spiritual frame of mind. <clears throat> positionally. Now, you got to go from doctrine to duty. Amen. From position to practice. Do you know the spiritual person can do way more Amen. Then the natural person can? Because the spiritual person has what? The Holy Spirit in them to empower them to carry out their purpose. Here's the other thing about the spiritual person. You ready? The spiritual man knows the deep things of God. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. God begins to share with the spiritual person, God, begins to share with the spiritual person deeper things. But the deep things of God. Watch this. Read it for me. 15. For this reason, All right, stop right there. So there are three things that we see there, right? The spiritual person. Listen, I don't know if you know, but you are a spiritual person. But the question is, why do we make so many unwise decisions? If I am a spiritual person, I'm just asking now. Right? Paul says, I pray for you. Church of Ephesus, you know, because we understand the pressure of the world and all that kind of stuff. He says, I pray that the, the what? 
I pray that what? I've, ever since, I have not ceased to pray for you. And, pray, and, and, and Paul says, the, this is the content of my prayer. That God will give you what? A spirit. <laughs> See it? Not the Holy Spirit, but a spirit. Totally different. Little is little s. It's not a gift of the spirit. It's none of that. It's just he says that God will give you a spirit. So the spiritual man has the capacity to receive. from the spirit come on somebody and and to receive things that the world has but it's not connected to God the world has wisdom y'all don't think the world is a world is an unsophisticated place as a matter of fact the world is more advanced than the kingdom and that's only because we have not really tapped into the treasures that we do have so here's the thing. I'm going through a struggle right now, and I'm spiritual. Why is this happening to me? Come on, help me, somebody. But, 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 but you ever notice that when stuff starts happening to you and I, how we start checking off how good we are? Or how good we've been? Well, let me see. I, I, ain't, I ain't done that. Shoot, I ain't done that. I ain't done that. And we go down the checklist like, okay, yeah, I've been good, so why is this happening to me? See? I think that you have to evaluate yourself correctly and honestly. And I believe that's the first thing that God looks from all of us is to say, are you going to be honest with you? Are you going to be honest about what's really turning in your heart and in your mind? Come on and help me. He says, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, I'm backing up, back up, back it up, that the God of Father would give you a spirit of what? Wisdom. James chapter 1 says, in the context of trials, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and God would give it to him. So a spiritual man, the spiritual man has the ability to ask God. Hello, somebody. And be heard by God. Oh, I wish I had you. But one of the things that Paul says, I pray for them, is that they would have a spirit of wisdom. Wisdom. So not all spiritual men, but spiritual, the spiritual man is supposed to be wise. Paul says, I pray that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and of what? Revelation. Now let me tell you what this word means. It means to uncover. Let me help you with something. If you never pick up your Bible, you're not going to get no revelation. Let me tell you about revelation. There is general revelation, what you see every day. 
When you wake up every morning and you go outside and the sun is up and all this other stuff, that's called general revelation. When you open the Bible, it is special revelation. I'm going to deal with that on Sunday. God is no longer adding to special revelation the Bible because everything that he says, he's already said it. The only thing that you have to do now is ask for the spirit of revelation by way of the Holy Spirit who will give you illumination, which ultimately he will give you understanding. That's how it works. The only way that a person can really understand this Bible is if they're saved. But not only that, but here's the thing. But God will reveal to you specifically. As a spiritual person, he will reveal to you specifically from his word what he's trying to communicate to you. But here's how we pick up the Bible. Now, I like the audio Bible. I like that. I think I was talking about that. I, I, I don't mind the audio Bible, but I, I think it's the lazy man's way of, of reading the Bible. All right? I, don't, I, I mean, it's good to put it on and listen to it. It's fine. But when you sit in the presence of God in a posture of praise, in a posture of, of devotion, and, and you're, you're in the word of God with God, then you pray this prayer, God, give me the spirit of revelation. Reveal to me, God, what it is that you want me to know. But with revelation, look what the next part of the verse is, in the knowledge of him. You don't want revelation just to know if your bank account is going to be filled. You want revelation so that you will come to know him better. The spiritual man has the ability to know God better. How does he do that? When he opens the word and he prays, God, give me a spirit of wisdom, give me a spirit of revelation, and give me a spirit of knowledge. Are y'all with me? Is this too deep? Is this making sense? I'm trying to figure out what's going on in my life. I'm trying to figure out why things are happening the way it is. But what I have not done is open up the right book. I haven't, you are spiritual people, okay? And because you're spiritual people, you have to access the spiritual resources that you do have. Don't wait for mysticism and stuff to fall out the sky and you're looking for a bird to go by like, oh, yeah, there's a butterfly. There's a grasshopper. My palms are itching. I'm going to hit the lottery. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like we, 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 we are so superstitious, y'all. But, but Paul says, I pray that God would give you a spirit. Spiritual man can receive that because he's spiritual. Because he's saved. Do you not know how awesome a thing that is? To be saved? Look what he goes on to say. Then he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart, 
may be enlightened. Check it out. Check out the words. God, man, listen, if, if I was you, I'd be praying, right? Lord, give me wisdom. Give me revelation. Give me knowledge. But God, my heart, guess what? I got I to gotta go get some. I got to go get some windshield washing. <laughs> Fluid. I got I to gotta clear up. I can't see clearly. May I ask you a question? Do you not know that your eyes, your heart has eyes? <laughs> Just found that out. Huh? That the eyes of your heart may be what? It's not enlightenment like, whoo, enlightenment. Not like that. But with illumination and revelation comes enlightenment. Everything starts becoming clear to you. Like, wait a minute. The spiritual man said, man, I'm alive. I'm no longer dead to sin. Uh, listen, I'm no longer living in sin. I am saved. I'm no longer bound to my whatever that was to, to, watch it, to discourage. I see believers living so discouraged. Why? Why? Because they don't pick this up. They don't pick it up. They don't pick it up. And if they do pick it up, they're not consistent with it. But if you take time with God, listen, if you have, if you have an appointment with God every day, and you say, God, open the eyes of my heart. Check it out. Check it out what he says. So that you will what? Stop right there. No. Knowledge. What is the what? So many believers have no hope. You are spiritual. You are saved. But yet, we have no hope. Because the eyes of your heart is not clean. The eye is the window to the soul. The Bible says if the eye is dark, the whole body is dark. So you know what I learned many years ago from that scripture? If I see everything and everyone in a negative light, then, then that's how I'm going to treat them. But guess what? I'm going to look not just at a person, but life all the time. Lord, give me enlightenment in my heart because I am a spiritual person. Allow me to see. Allow me to know the hope of my calling. Look what it says. The hope of his calling. Right? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of what? His power. His power. Notice, his calling. His power. Towards what? Hold on a minute. So this has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do with why God called me. 
and for what purpose he called me. His calling, his glory. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? There are, these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the right hand in the heavenly places. Now he, go, he goes on doctrinally, doctrinally now. He says, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and, and every name that is named, not only in, the, in this age, not only in this age, dispensation, the age of the Gentiles, where we're living now, the time of Laodicea, that's where we're living right now, this dispensation, the church age is what he's talking about. But he says also in the age to come. What's to come? Here's the next age. What's to come next? Rapture. After the rapture, what comes next? Seven years of what? Tribulation on earth. That age. They'll be given an opportunity, those who did not accept Christ and live for Christ in this time will be given an opportunity in the next time, but under extensive and extreme persecution. Let me ask you a question. Would you not rather give your life to Christ now in the age of grace? Would you not rather live for Jesus now in the age of grace rather than having to go through pressure and pain and suffering to do that? Church today is empty because there's what we are in, it's called the great falling away. People are falling away to their own ideas and they're falling away to their own, own devices and they, they're falling away to a whole lot of other things. Matter of fact, their love for God has grown cold. Matter of fact, they're lukewarm. One week they're up, watch it. And next week, they, they're, one week they're spiritual. Next week, they're carnal. Next week, they're like, man, I should, I am. They vacillate back and forth. <laughs> like, like, okay, I feel it this week, now this week. <laughs> Spiritual man. Spiritual man. Go to, go to, go to, uh. you know what else about the spiritual man? The spiritual man can apply the word, whereas the carnal man refuses to do it, but has the ability to do it. What is that? Why is that? Why is it that the spiritual man still battles with his identity or her identity? Why is the spiritual man struggling and it looked like the non-believer is doing better than you. Huh? This thing, we, we are in this time, in this season, in the age of the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's in you. He's in me. But how is it that sometimes it doesn't look that way? Just that quick. I mean, in a split second, 
we can go to being right back to what we were like a few seconds before that. Here's the thing about the spiritual man. Write this down. The spiritual man has what I call a Christ-directed life. Christ is on the throne. And all of his interests, the spiritual man, is directed by Christ. So that this person operates according to the directives and the, 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 the movement and the advice and the concern of Christ. Self is denied. What they want, they don't do. Because they know it's not in alignment with Christ. May I say this to you? What, why do you think I've been teaching on choices? Here's the thing, though. God is not going to force you to serve him. To live for him or nothing else. If, 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 if I were to use the TULIP uh, acronym, Irre irresistible grace. That irresistible grace portion of the tulip is this, that you can't say no to him. <laughs> no matter how much you want to say no. You just can't say no. Some of you are weak for some people like that. Well, you just can't say no. I want to say amen. amen. And that's how the spiritual man is towards God. He cannot say no to Christ. It's like it's just not in his vocabulary. You know, as a pastor, I come to realize I don't accept no from anybody. Amen. I don't. I figure if we all spiritual. You should, you're not saying no to me. If you're asked to do something for the glory of God, it's not for me, it's for him. Do you not know that, the, that God speaks through the man of God to you? So when you're saying no to me, who are you really saying no to? Hello, somebody. Like, really? Yeah. But when you have that irresistible grace... That, 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 that thing that says, man, I, what, God, what, what you need? And we got some people like that in this church now. They won't say no to God for nothing. You understand what I'm saying? And it, it is because, and let me tell you why. It's because they understand that my life is not directed by self. See, self is always looking out for self. But here's the thing. The person that knows Christ, that is spiritual, understands that I cannot say no because I know what he's done for me. I don't, I don't, I used to say, why do we have to go through so much bad stuff before we just surrender? 
Why is it bad? Maybe, maybe, we, maybe some of us will go through the rapture. Before we get, I mean, not go through the rapture. Maybe you'll be left behind, right? Uh, and you'll be here because you're like, man, I ain't doing nothing now. And you'll remember this day. You'll be like, I remember when Pastor said. Hold on a minute. I remember when he said. And here I am. I'm gone. But I, but. My loved ones, hold on a minute. I'm left behind. You don't want to go through the first three and a half years of that tribulation period. Whew, it's going to be kind of rocky. The Antichrist is going to set up, make a peace treaty with the world. Matter of fact, it's going to be a one world government, by the way. Everything will be ruled from Israel. I don't even think America is going to be here. Okay. One currency, the mark of the beast, and it's going to intensify. Okay. That's what's coming next. So while I'm here now, come on, help me somebody. While I'm on earth right now and I can make a difference in my life and change the way I live and live for Jesus, then guess what? And live on purpose and do what he's called me to do and stop resisting him? Why? Is, you know God chases after you. Do you not know that? Do you not know that he loves you so much that, listen, even when you want to mess up, he opens a door of escape. He said, take that door. The, the other thing you need to know about the spiritual man is this. He, he possesses the ability to discern spiritual things. All right? Um, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Any questions? Let, let, me, let, me, let me do this. Let me, because maybe you want to know something, you know. Maybe you want to know. Maybe you want to know something. Any questions about this subject matter? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 15, and I'll leave that little time for questions. See, people that, you know what gets me? You can't turn on and turn off, y'all. Like, I get it. But like, Even when I'm not all the way there, I still got in the back of my mind, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, 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 I'm spiritual. Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I will not do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just, it's just in me. It's just, it's just, just, that's the way it is. Tomorrow will be 21 years. I mean, 21 years, man. Like, I'm so excited about turning 21. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, I, I'm like super stoked about 21. You know? And, and I'm happy that God saved my soul. Listen, don't let anybody 
try to cause you to think that, oh, well, you're just super spiritual. you overly righteous. No. No, I know my limitations. I know my boundaries. Everything God made is good, even marijuana. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Amen. But it's the abuse of it. But you got to mature, be mature. Now, don't be going out there smoking now. Okay? Pastor said it was good. All right? Pastor, hold on. I just got delivered. Hold on, man. Let me back it up for the weaker Christian. Hold on. Let me hit the rewind button now, okay? Here's the bottom line, okay? Anything that alters your state of mind ain't good for you. As a matter of fact, that word comes from a word called sorcery, pharmakia. So every time you get high, you are inviting demons in you. You're putting yourself under a spell. That's why you be seeing stuff and eating up all that stuff and watching television and look crazy to you. Some of you like to watch cartoons when you get high. <laughs> you alter your state. That's why in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, but be, but be sober, but be filled with the spirit. That's the spirit you need to be filled with. You understand what I'm saying? Oftentimes, we struggle. We, we use that grace card, you know what I mean? Because why? Because we want to accommodate what we want. But getting high ain't cool, man. At some point, you ought to graduate from that. Come on, y'all. Seriously, that, that's not the it thing. You understand what I'm saying? That's the destruction thing. That's what keeps you so from moving forward. Don't you not know that? Not just that, alcohol, pornography. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Vaping. All these different things that the enemy does to alter our state of mind. Coffee, sugar, eating. You know, we got all kinds of stuff we struggle with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but, but, but the beautiful thing about it is that God allows us to enjoy these things as a believer when you have wisdom, knowledge, enlightenment, revelation. Come on, somebody. And the, the eyes of your heart have been what? Enlightened. You're like, man, that's foolishness. God had to take me through some things to deliver me because I wasn't getting it. Anybody? Anybody? You weren't getting it? He had to take you through some things.